For Arizona Public Media, I'm Tim Swindle, Director of the University of Arizona's Lunar and Planetary Laboratory, and this is Arizona Science. Joining me today is Dante Loretta, a professor in the Lunar and Planetary Laboratory and the principal investigator of the OSIRIS-REx Asteroid Sample Return Mission. Welcome, Dante. Thanks, Tim. It's great to be here. OSIRIS-REx is at the asteroid Bennu getting ready to try to grab a sample. What date will that attempt actually be? OSIRIS-REx will make its first sampling attempt on October 20th, 2020. And you won't actually be landing on the asteroid surface, correct? That's correct. We're using a strategy called touch and go sampling. So we'll be descending slowly to the asteroid surface. Only one small part of the spacecraft is designed to make contact. That's what we call our tag SAM or the touch and go sample acquisition mechanism. And it's basically like an air filter that touches down. It's about 30 centimeters in diameter. And we'll be in contact anywhere between six and 16 seconds. And that number is very precise and it depends on how far into the surface the tag SAM head actually sinks. And then after we sense contact, one second later, we'll blow down high pressure nitrogen gas, which pushes a bunch of the rocks and, and dust into that filter. And then we fire thrusters to back away from the asteroid surface. How much material are you expecting to get? The minimum requirement from the science side is 60 grams or about two ounces of material. You're a long ways away from where the spacecraft is, right? So how much control do you have over the spacecraft versus it just making the decisions on its own? We will make contact that morning. And if everything looks good and the spacecraft checks out, we will simply send a command that says go for tag. And it's making its own decision. So it's making its own hazard map detection decision, it will decide to wave off if it doesn't like the area that it's coming into contact with. And if anything just doesn't look right, it will just abort and fly away towards the sun and then get back in touch with us and tell us, I didn't like the situation, I aborted or I waved off, and tell me what to do now. How will you know how much material you, you've gotten? That's a great question. Measuring mass in deep space is a challenge because uh, especially around asteroid Bennu, the gravity field is very low. When you want to weigh something, you need to measure the pull of gravity on it, and that's just not possible. So we're looking at a different mass property and, and how it changes what we call the moment of inertia of the spacecraft. When something spins around, its moment of inertia determines how much energy is required to reach a certain spin state. We're going to spin the spacecraft with the tag SAM head empty, then we're going to make contact with the asteroid surface, and we're going to spin the spacecraft with the tag SAM hopefully full of sample. And that change in its moment of inertia or the way it spins will tell us how much material is in that head with a precision of about 10 grams. So actually incredibly precise measurement uh, considering what we're trying to do and how far away from Earth we are. What happens if that first attempt doesn't succeed or doesn't get enough material? Do you get another crack at it? If it detects a potential hazardous surface location, it's gonna fire its thrusters and just back away without making contact with the asteroid surface. That'll happen at a range of about five meters, which is enough that the thrusters will probably disturb the site. So we're, our plan is if we do wave off due to a hazard detection, we'll go to a backup sample site we call Osprey Crater. The other option is that there may be something early on in the sampling cycle, like we might lose contact because the deep space network antenna goes down, in which case the spacecraft will uh, abort and go into safe mode, and we will reattempt a, a sampling at Nightingale Crater. And then there's the tough scenario where we make contact with the asteroid surface and we collect 
maybe some sample, but it's below that 60 grams of material. And that's gonna be the really hard decision. Do we wanna risk the spacecraft in a second attempt to get more? Or do we wanna protect what we have and just make plans for a lower sample mass? And if you do succeed with this sample, when do you bring it back to Earth? The sample return date is September 24th, 2023. So about three years from now, it's a long journey home from this asteroid. Do you leave from the asteroid right away as soon as you know that the sample is in hand? We actually have to wait until we, uh, till a departure window opens up. It's very similar to when we launched off the Earth to rendezvous with the spacecraft. There was a certain window where the Earth and the asteroid were in the right positions in the solar system. And our window opens up early March 2021. So we'll be hanging around for a few more months, getting ready to depart. Thanks for talking with us, Dante, and good luck. Thanks, Tim. This is Tim Swindle, and this has been Arizona Science. You can also listen to this and other Arizona Science segments by going to the Arizona Public Media website at azpm.org.